Welcome to Click, a podcast about people, property, and places. This week, we are joined by Mel Roach and Stacey Porter, two of Australian softball's brightest shining stars. We chat with them about their international softball careers, their unique property journey, and last but certainly not least, their multiple Olympic campaigns. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Click Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kindred, and we're talking people, property, and places. Today, we've got two Olympic stars um, of the softball world, Stacey Porter and Mel Roach. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies. No worries. Good morning, Josh. It's, uh, it's a big intro, isn't it? Um, I really, we get the air guitar out sometimes. <laughs> ladies, we're going um, to talk about you guys as people. We're going to get to know a little bit of your property journey and um, some of the places you've been. Kick us off. How do you know each other? Softball. Softball? <laughs> yeah, we've played softball together for a, a really long time. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a simple answer. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, awesome. So yeah. Um, but both obviously um, softball stars of, of Australia. Um, it's a big fraternity. Um, I know that the, the softball ladies, um, it's, a, it's almost a community, isn't it? Well, yeah, we've, <laughs> like, like we've both been involved with softball for so long. So, you know, like you just... I can't believe that we have friends that really stick to us, Josh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're still around. Still around after all this time. Yeah. So, um, so ladies, when did you start football, uh, softball? Uh, I started when I was five. So, wow. yeah, I played t-ball when I was five. I grew up in country New South Wales in Tamworth. Okay. Um, where every kid played some sort of sport on a Saturday. So, yep. yeah, five years old, I was playing t-ball. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I was a little bit late. I was a bit of a netballer at that age. So um, I was 13, I think, when I started pitching. So. Yeah, okay. And yeah. so, so Mel, you're, you're a pitcher. Is that that's your that's position? That's correct, yes. Yep, cool. Yeah. And Stacey? I'm a third base. Okay. So yeah. explain that to me because, <laughs> I'll, all right, I'm going to put this out there. I don't know anything about softball. Yeah. <laughs> the, the extent of my softball knowledge is that my partner, who's also Stacey, she, um, she does a, this wicked pitch with the, uh, the toilet rolls down the hallway. And um, tries to collect me in the head, so yeah. I've got to be good enough to catch them. That's about the extent of my <laughs> softball knowledge. She's she's an old pitcher from way back. So, um, tell, explain what you know. What does a third base mean? And and talk us through um, being a pitcher. Yeah, well, third base. I'm, I've got to have reactions. So I've never had a toilet roll thrown at my head, but <laughs> I have to be pretty quick at catching it. Yeah. So I'm. They call it the hot corner. Okay. Um, yeah, the ball comes pretty quick there at, at times. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. My, my reactions is probably a lot better than Mel's. I okay, think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's an age difference there. <laughs> oh, okay. Stace. But um, yeah, I, I'm a pitcher, Josh. So if you can just imagine a, a cricket bowler, like yep. maybe I go, I'll offer up Warney, yep. and if you just think about their wrist snaps and how much spin he has to put on the ball, it's overhand. Well, I do that underhand without right. the run up. Yeah, right, of course. Yeah, so it's a, little bit, it's a little bit harder to get the body parts moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I imagine that would be pretty, um, I suppose, pretty jarring on the body after, yeah. after a long time. You both still play? Yeah, we do. And ask Mel because she pitched on the, first, <laughs> on the weekend in the first time for uh, how long? About eight years. And she's still oh, wow. I'm 48 years she's of still age. Sore. But I, I, I play <laughs> with, yep. uh, with Dan's wife, Megsy, in the yep. local comp... Brisbane softball for A3 and I thought I'll give it a go because I love it. Get out there again. Yeah, and I haven't been able to move really 
the same since. And yep. but it's Wednesday now, is it? No, is it Tuesday? No, Tuesday. <laughs> Started. So you're ready yeah. for the weekend again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there's a week between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's what I used to say about rugby when I stopped stopped playing sort of regularly. I'll go back and play a bit of park rugby, and thankfully there's the week between and a few beers after. <laughs> Absolutely. Ladies, um, yeah, obviously that that's park softball and that's today. But tell us, um, you've you've both been to the Olympics. Tell us about that, and um, tell us about your your background um, in, in I suppose Olympic softball history. Well, we've both that's you know we've had a good Olympic journey, I guess you could say. Josh, I've been to four, which I, it it kicked off in Atlanta in '96. Okay. So it was '96, and then we were in Sydney. 2000, Athens 2004 and Beijing 2008 and Stace joined in on that journey in Athens, right? Yeah, so yeah, so I've been to four Yeah, and Stace wow. has been to two, yeah. Wow, and that's amazing. And so um, Olympic medals, do you guys, do you have a, um, a, f- a few at home? <laughs> yeah, we've got a few here actually, we brought them along. But okay. yeah, so we've got between us six, so Mel's got four and I've got two obviously, yep. um, the same two at Athens and Beijing. But, yeah, we've got three bronze and a silver. That's incredible. And so um, I understand that the Olympic, um, the Australian Olympic team uh, for softball hasn't been in the – well, softball hasn't been in the Olympics the last couple of games. What, what was that? Is that political? What's the what's, – why does that happen? Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, the sport probably wasn't popular enough there um, around 2008, probably a little bit before that when we were trying to bid to get back into the Olympics. So. Right. Um, yeah, there's probably a lot more to it that we don't really know. Right. Um, but I guess the good news is that we've secured a spot uh, for Tokyo 2020 next year, which, um, yeah, there's a current group of athletes that have never experienced an Olympics before, so that's pretty cool for those, that's amazing. those kids that are still around. They've stuck around pretty much since 2008, so this is a nice yeah, reward. Yeah, to, to hopefully get in. Yeah, it's been, yeah, 12 years since the last Olympic ex- experience, so, yeah. Wine, wine, wine back for us and what was it like to in 96 to go to to the olympics at that first time well that was we were it was a it was my I, just to i'll my favorite olympics were the first one yep. atlanta and then athens yep. and every olympic games is really different josh so okay. that first one we were just like a kid we were like grown women in a candy shop because yeah. and i just remember walking into that stadium in atlanta and it wasn't a walk. It ended up being a trot because everyone, the momentum and that enthusiasm and, and the, you know, the yell, the sound from the crowd. Yeah. And it was our first time. And um, it's it's a very rare experience. And that's what uh, most of these girls that Stace has hopefully play with, play, is going to play with in Tokyo yeah. will get that same kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oomph. That's amazing. Did, did you get that from real estate on some days? Um, that big like, moment? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I suppose sometimes you do, yeah. but, you know, it, w- it wouldn't be anything like going to the Olympics. And um, yeah. like you said, it's it's a once-in-a-lifetime. Um, very few people get to do that. Stacey, you're obviously um, hoping to go to, um, to Tokyo 2020. Um, what are the chances? Are you, are you just is – it, is it a sure thing or – no, it's never a sure thing. Um, I'd like to think it is, but there's injuries and all sorts of things. There's a few months in between now and Tokyo. So, um, yeah, if I stay fit and, um, yeah, keep going the way I'm going, I, I should be there. But, yeah, you just never know. Yeah, right. So that'll be your third Olympics. What was your first Olympics like? Yeah, mine was probably very similar to Mel's and I think my two experiences were quite different. My first one, yeah, I was the baby of the group. I was 18, I think. And right. 
yeah, very head up in the air and happy to be there. Um, and then in 2004, it was, I guess, my role within the team had changed. I was a bit more experienced and, yeah, you just probably put a little bit, little bit more pressure on yourself at that second Olympics. So I'm hoping that the third is um, the best one. Yeah, excellent. And so um, I suppose you've now got that younger group of um, girl, girls and ladies coming through. I know we had Petro Sivanasiva on um, on one of our podcasts and his daughter was actually, I think, in the... Is she a chance at um, going on and, and playing next year? Not next year, no. She's a little bit younger, I right. think, Tallulah. To yeah, she's, um, she's a plays in the local Brisbane comp, yep. um, but toured America last year as a part of, I think it was the under-17 Aussie Diamonds. Wow. So definitely on that path, but yeah. probably not for next year. Yeah, excellent. And so um, it is... I suppose uh, softball across Australia, is it somewhere that's, you know, it's quite popular in Brisbane. Is it popular across the rest of the country? Uh, it's it's sort of like, um, I guess, over... It's I think our numbers are dropping, to be really honest with you, at the moment. And it's and, and it's wonderful in a, in a way because it's just all these women's sports are emerging. Yeah. And so we've just got to do, you know, there's got to... We come out with a... Actually, just to you know, to get people's attention, to see how exciting and difficult our sport is, we started up a, something called the Summer Slam. Okay. And that, you know, that was bright. We had the, you know, the flames in the outfield. It was, yeah. it was a big event last January and it's happening again, I think, in February. Is it? Yeah, this year Next, again. next oh, year. Sorry, next year. Yeah, so just little things like that. Get awesome. really creative with the game and just, you know, well, I, I think softball's like a, a red wine, Josh. Yeah. So it's the longer you play the sport, the better you get because it's really difficult. Right. It's a really hard sport. Just the, the, the technique and that yeah. ex- um, the experience. Mm. That's fantastic. So mm. let's, um, let's change gears a little bit um tell us if you you um stacy you grew up in um tamworth, tamworth yeah. what was it like growing up in tamworth uh well i'm in love with country music that's, okay yeah that's i didn't have a choice with that so. i won't sing today <laughs> i'll <laughs> save that for no, after yeah yeah we'll get into it after yeah no i think um tamworth was a great town to grow up in certainly for sports um and just as a kid i think yeah i like there's lots of Cool country kids out there that are chilled and, and love life. So, yeah. yeah, and certainly for sport, yeah, there was always um, something on a Saturday morning. Um, softball was, yeah, a massive sport in Tamworth back in the day. Unfortunately, it's not like that today, which is a little bit sad. But, yeah, I think it's um, country towns are, are great for having a, a really nice environment to grow up in. And, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, great. And Mel, whereabouts did you grow up? I grew up... In southwest Sydney, in Campbelltown. Okay. Yeah, that's where I first started playing. There's, there was a team called Claymore Comets. Yep. Yeah, we used to wear Comets. knickerbockers. We made them out of, we made them at home. Yep. Um, <laughs> our parents did anyway. So it was a long time ago. It's um sometimes when I roll my jeans up, that's what they <laughs> that's what they say. Oh, I've got the knickerbockers on. Knickerbocker, still pull it off. What was it like growing up in Campbelltown? It was awesome, you know. Back then, it was. I mean, it was. It was housing commission. Yeah. You know, that's where we moved, and but at the back of our estate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just had this, uh, you know, the hills. We just had, we roamed. We played in creeks, and you know, when you do a lot of that play, Josh, you pick up a lot of athletic ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's just you know we, we were so active because we had space. And um, and I suppose so often we. I've got a couple. Of, I've got a few young kids and. Um, Letting them go and play in that type of capacity, we sort of we try to hold them in, and it, it really does change the way that they're growing up, doesn't it? it I think sure it does. you know, 
it was as much as you were always part of a community, whether you're in a country town or, or housing community, you, you're sort of, I don't know, when I grew up, you felt like you're just playing. And, mm. you, and I think that that was a big part of growing up in a sporting background and obviously led you guys on to bigger and better things. Tell us when you, what made you move to Brisbane? What made you move to southeast Queensland? Well, we, we were living in Sydney together, weren't we? And then we just wanted something different, a change of environment. And we had some, some close friends up here in Brisbane in the softball community. Um, and I think that's kind of, we were just like, yep, let's go. We were based in Japan at the time. Okay. We uh, bought a house off the internet. <laughs> we'll get into that, I'm sure. Um, yeah, and then post-2008 moved up to Brizzy. Um, and we're still here and we probably will never leave. What made you go to Japan? I had wanted to go to Japan, Josh, for about eight or ten years. So even when, like, I finished college in, and there was a, a uh, I went to Oklahoma State University okay. and there was a pitcher there who went directly from college over and played professionally in Japan. Right. And so, and her name was Michelle Smith. And I just wanted to go into that area because it was so exciting but I didn't get an offer for about 10 years so it was a lot of waiting around right, and yeah. dreaming you know like yeah, I think yeah. you said before like the dream goes when you let go of it yeah I yeah, like okay. that I like that I didn't let go of it yeah nice so, and I ended up being playing there for 11 years yeah and, wow yeah so we yeah. both played in Japan so you both played in Japan yeah I'm still current awesome. and um yeah Mel's back at Brisbane softball yeah so so <laughs> Stacey you're you're still playing in Japan yeah, yeah, and so I've just finished. I've been back just nearly two weeks today, actually. Okay. Yeah, so season's over. Awesome. So you're over there while the World Cup was on. I was. And, um, and what's, a, what's the season like in Japan? Yeah, so it's a split season. Uh, it's quite, it's quite popular over yeah, there, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's all company-based. So we're, um, my company is a transport company and we play against the likes of Toyota and Honda and sort of... There's hospital-owned teams. There's all sorts of. It's big. It's big business over there. Yeah. So yeah, it's a split season. We go sort of from the end of March to June, and then have a break in the middle. That's generally because it's the wet season in Japan. Okay. Head back um, at the end of August and sort of finish around this time. The finals are not next week. The week after, which we didn't make. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now it's on to basically. Is do you go back to Japan before the Olympics or? Yes, so I'll head back um, at the end of March next year and spend a little bit of time there and then into Olympic preparation after that. Awesome. And so you mentioned that you you bought a house while you were in Japan in Brisbane. Mm. And so had you lived in Brisbane before? No. Nah. So, you, so you bought a house in Brisbane <laughs> while you were living in Japan. Yeah, we, it was. That's a, it's a really good story actually, Josh, because we were looking around in Sydney. Sydney was quite expensive, still is expensive. Yep. And we were looking in, in inner city at that stage just we're going back like 10 11 yeah. years and and it was even a two-bedroom house at that stage was a little bit expensive so we end up shifting out to stafford that was affordable but we just purchased this house literally off the internet we hadn't viewed it we didn't know anything about that particular suburb yep. and when we arrived there keen as beans to get the keys we're like where's the storage space Oh no! We were looking around. There was one little hole in the wall. <laughs> it was. I was so like, we still own a storage unit. And we had all this stuff. <laughs> we've still got the storage unit. Yeah. 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 
So you um so what I suppose back in two thousand and eight, what did it look like buying a property? It's what twelve years ago nearly, and yeah. I suppose as you just look at the photos and was it <laughs> yeah. was it staged? Yeah. Were they good it's photos? Like, was it accurate oh, representation? Photos, you guys do <laughs> yeah. a really good job with that. Yeah, <laughs> not misleading at all. But you know what? We call it our shack. So like we call it the the Stafford Shack. Yeah, and we love it. We it's with we slow did maintenance. Have a friend go through it. We didn't just oh yeah, that's true too. Scroll yeah. and point. Yeah, yeah. we had a. a friend that we trusted that yeah. went through it and her advice was I would live in it with my family. So we were like, oh, yep, that's good. done. Yeah, so I, I, I like that because in property <laughs> I often say that um, people want to buy from friends. And so if you, you don't trust your real estate agent, you send somebody else along. Yeah. And it's, I think like we want to do that with everything. We want to buy from friends. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird concept, but it's something that I think in general, if you think about buying, you, it's usually off the back of a recommendation. Random side story here at the moment. I'm going a little bit walkabout, but yeah. there's these new rings at the moment, and I don't like jewelry. But they tell you they measure when you're sleeping. And small man's got one of these, and he goes, "Josh, you got to get one." So right, mm-hmm. so now I'm buying one because he's <laughs> told me to go buy one. So that's just what we do. And yeah. so even yeah. right up to property, if you if the real estate agent's sort of a friend of yours, you you more more or less will move ahead with the purchase. Oh, definitely, yeah, trust. Guys, um, the that's interesting that you're still there. You know, no aspirations to move on. You just love being there, and you're still travelling around the world. I suppose. Yeah, so I think it's a bit hard because we are still so active and travelling, and um, we've we've got quotes to knock it down and rebuild it. We've okay. got quotes to put a pool in it, um, and we haven't done any of it. So yep. yeah, we're pretty happy um, in our little shack in Stafford. I think with over time things will change a little bit. And we certainly have said that we don't want to move or, you know, we want to keep that property where they're yeah. at Stafford. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. happy to sit on it. Yeah, cool. It's yeah. um, it's certainly an up-and-coming area. Over the last 10 years, it's, there's been a lot of growth in Stafford. So, well done. It was a good suburb to choose. <laughs> Sleepy yes. Stafford, we call it. <laughs> Guys, what's the favourite place you've ever been? you travelled all around the world, um, university in the States, you're living in Japan sometimes now, you're from um, country, New, New South Wales. What's your favourite place? It's always such a big question, isn't it? When yeah. you travelled so much, yeah. um, I would, I guess, Italy is is a favourite, but also Queenstown, like that southern southern land of of New Zealand. Oh, I just couldn't believe how fresh and yep. it felt. You know how pristine it is, and um, like I, you can, I can see myself living there. Yeah. When the world goes to hell, I'm going, going to, to Queenstown. Queenstown. <laughs> Mel, I'm going to start running a tally because I ask this question of, of most our guests and Italy comes up more than any other mm. place. Yeah. I've got to know why. I think I'm going there early next year. Tell yeah. me why. Have you been there? No, I've never I've been. I've never been there. Yeah. Stacey, you've played there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived there for a year and, and Italy was going to be my number one as right. well, closely followed by Canada. But okay. um, I think it's a mix of... The location and the scenery and the food. Okay. Yeah, I just love sitting on a hilltop yeah. drinking a vino with a buffalo mozzarella beside me. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty a bit cruisy of everything. Italian. It sounds so quite simple, they? doesn't it? But just yeah. really, I don't know, it's, yeah. that's cool. Well, all their produce is so fresh and simple but tasty. Yeah. And then you've just got the wine and, the, you know, just yeah. the... It's the a nighttime trees and yeah. It's just yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they sleep through the day and... What's, <laughs> it, what's your, what's your favourite place in Italy for those that have been to Italy? What's your favourite place? I spent a lot of time in Verona because um, okay. I played a couple of softball seasons there and especially Old Town Verona with the cobblestone yep. streets and, and I've got some friends who know all the secret 
joints for pizzas and yeah, yeah. pastas and yeah, I'd love to Got go. Got that back. local insight. Yeah. Stace, what's your favourite place Probably in Italy? Cinque Terre. Okay. Yeah, the little five towns that you can sort of travel, you can walk between them if you're feeling active or you can catch a boat around them. So yeah, they're all sort of those little five different towns that, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, cool. So um, off the back of next next Olympics for you, Stacey, are you, you going to go back and play some park softball or do you think you'll keep playing <laughs> in Japan? I still play park softball, yeah, so yeah. I still play at Brisbane on a Saturday, but I will head back to Japan. Um, I'm obviously going to be a long time retired and the lifestyle is too enjoyable at the moment and I still love the game. So the yeah, plan awesome. is to head back there um, as long as they'll have me. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And so, what what does it? What do you do now, Mel? Um, post softball, I've just um, I'm doing a master training course at, at a company called the Optimization Hub, okay. and that's all. And it's right down my alley. It's all about mental resilience and um, and performance and optimizing your performance in sport and awesome. other areas like military, uh, you know, in, in businesses and things like that. And then it's it's run by a lady called Graziella Thake, and she's really dynamic. It's yep. like everything. It's just a really good fit for me at the moment post-career. So, yeah, yeah awesome. buzzing. And so what do you see yourself um, – where do you see yourself making a difference? Well, just everywhere, you know, I, I, from, from school children, yep. you know, up to, to you know, elite athletes. Um, and and as for me particularly, it's a passion. It's just women in sport at the moment, you yeah. know. just I just think, you know, it's, we're a bit untapped and it's all emerging and growing really quickly and, you know, and just – you know, getting tapping into that, and yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, awesome. So let's put it on the table right now. Like, what? Why is it that, um, you know, apart from the obvious, the, the dollars that go into men's sport, you know, what's the, what's the thing that's holding female sport back? You know, you'd be as contentious as you yeah, like. Yeah, I well, <laughs> it's it's often like we, you, we get this <laughs> a lot. Yeah, well, it's it's good to reflect on because through my entire career, it wasn't the money. You know, I really, really think about it, Josh. It wasn't the money, it wasn't the sponsors. It wasn't about that. It was that when I look at men's sports and you've got, you know, 80,000 people cheering you on and you have an exchange because that impacts your performance. And so we've missed out on that, that yeah. impact from the society, from the community or that yeah. exchange of spirit. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I missed out on. You know, that's what I just really, really get angry about that I didn't have that. We got it, you know, at the Olympic Games that gave it to us and some local tournaments, but not yeah. on the level that ma- male athletes experience. Yeah, okay. So that's, I mean, and along with that, then the money comes. But initially it's yeah, just yeah. getting that, you know, that, that whole big feeling, that big stadium feeling and impacting your performance and you performing like you, you've never performed. Finding before. another level. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's like helping each other. And we've mi- women athletes have missed out on that yeah that's mm. a, that's a really interesting perspective i suppose that mm. that community feel but just massive um yeah. really bringing a crowd along to to find another level of performance mm. yep Perfectly yeah that's, that's cool that's yeah. really cool yeah. um when what, what's probably the biggest crowd that you've played in front of would it have been in america or yeah it's, it's usually the olympic games although yeah. in I japan in beijing yeah the olympics Beijing. And to be fair, they probably half of them didn't know what they were screaming about, but they were trucked in, bussed in. <laughs> yep. They ha- all had the same hat and same shirts on, but they were making were a lot of Were they wearing the green <laughs> and gold? <laughs> a lot no, of it wasn't green and gold. <laughs> but the stadium was full, so yeah. Um, yeah, it was hard. You know, you have to sort of combat that stuff sometimes by figuring out ways to communicate and stuff. But you trade that in for intimacy too with the smaller diamonds. Like they were used to play in a, a tournament in Vancouver at the Canada Cup. 
and that's it was just this tiny ballpark with all these big you know big trees big surrounding we used to laugh that the bears were going to come out or try and hit the bear <laughs> yeah. on the head with a home run yeah but that that was like you still we still had a big emotion in that little park yeah, so yeah, we yeah. do we haven't missed out entirely we've had special moments yeah yeah that yeah. makes sense stacy for you what is it that is it the same is it that um that big crowd feeling that um, sort of is missing in female sports or what is it that you that you think and yeah. will make a huge difference? Yeah, I mean, obviously I feel the same as Mel does in that respect and I think it's just being a little bit undervalued. Um, you know, it was fantastic that Ash Barty won yes. that yeah. tournament on the yeah, weekend yeah. and yeah. that's the biggest prize money that tennis has ever seen. So um, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't really – it gets up my goat that I – we get undervalued a little bit um, yep. and we're probably not seen as good at stages. So, yeah, that's probably my response. I won't go into it as much as Mel is. She can articulate a bit better than I can. But, yeah, that's probably the main thing for me. Yeah, yeah well, I think, you know, it's just something that sort of just happens, isn't it? In Australian society, you don't – listening to you guys, it pisses me off a little bit as well yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> we and don't yeah, talk we about it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, let's let's talk about it because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm thinking about it. I've got, I've got a daughter and I hope that she goes on and plays sport in some capacity. And I want her to experience all the things that yeah. I did in sport and that, I, you know, that males do as well. And that sort of pisses me off a little bit. So, you know, it's, it's probably good to have the conversations as much as anything, isn't it? it, it that's exactly right, Josh. And, and if you think about human spirit at that, that really pure level, it's not it's – not, it's gender – you know, unrelated. Yeah. It's it's not male. It's not female. It's just human spirit. Of course. So that's what needs to grow. And I hope I hope your daughter yeah. <laughs> has that chance. I'm sure she will. Yeah, yeah that's excellent. Um, ladies, tell us what's the what's the next um, sort of apart from the Olympics. What's the the next big thing for you guys? What else is on the radar? What have we got? Uh, well, um, <laughs> I've got personally, Josh. I've got Panthers A3, <laughs> Brisbane Sopel. So, so how Downey do we get Park. down? How do we get down and watch that? Downey Park every Saturday. Downey, Downey Park. Park. Yeah. yeah. Come yep. and watch the red and the black. Yeah. Dan's just follow Dan. Yeah. So Dan's our CFO, <laughs> and he's um, his wife plays softball as well, and so that's that's how we've been able to get you lovely ladies along. Yeah. Tell us what's it like to to have a um, an Olympic medal at home, and in your case, a, a few guys have got a handful. Um, what's it like to have them and um, have you got them with you right now? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We actually had to turn around and go back and get them. But yeah. And then we had a fight whether we bring four or six. So did you bring four or six? We just, it was four. Stace one. We just bought the four. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So Stace one. Four. Stace you conceded. She didn't she win. No, wins. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones did you bring in? Are we going to get them out? Yeah, or yeah we if you want. Well, yeah, Mel's yeah. got all four and yeah, I've obviously yeah, got two of the same that she's got. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they kind of just sit in the drawers at home. We kind of oh, in, in a safe. Really ma- they're yeah, yeah, really they're, tucked away in a safe. They're not just <laughs> on the kitchen bench so, yeah, or anything. Yeah. But no, it's funny. We kind of don't know really what to do with what them. What to do with them? Yeah. yeah, other than hide them because people steal them well, at times. Do they mean a lot to you, <laughs> or is it the experience that means more? Oh, I think the experience. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, like they, they, they sit in a safe. Here they are. You know, yeah. you can hear them rattle around. Yeah, can I can I have a look? <laughs> I'm going to try to describe this. Yeah. Well, it's quite heavy, isn't it? Yeah, they're quite and heavy. And they're also so different. Yeah. I'll let you have a couple. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> oh. Got your 
Are they precious so you don't bash them around? <laughs> all right, so we got the Beijing one here. They're all quite different, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're quite. They're quite. Um, well, the, the, the one that the one thing that I do remember from '96, Josh, is the the ribbon around the Atlanta medal was, is quite coarse. So we all had neck chafe. Yeah, right. <laughs> Partying <Really>? in them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking it off. Post Olympics, don't they? That's fantastic. And yeah. so, who do, who did we beat to get into the to win these? Um, what are we? Atlanta. Uh, we beat Japan to get into the bronze medal game, and then we lost to China. Um, Stace, you want to do Athens? Athens is, yeah, so that was our best result, the silver. Um, We beat Japan to make the gold medal match and lost to the US um, in the gold medal match. Yeah, Yeah, they were described as the dream team after that. That They were amazing. That would have been an amazing amazing event to be at Athens against America in a gold medal game. Were you nervous? Yeah. It was, and they were so dominant, Josh. Like, I've played international softball for you know 16 years or something and there's never been a team like that team like they were just it was you know, the dream team yeah and they had not had one run scored against them and every and we had five uh, i won't go into the technicalities of it but we had really really short games against them because they scored that many runs and then we were up against them in the gold medal game and um it wasn't until about the fifth or the sixth inning and it was stace who got a hit that scored the only run Right. Against them. Oh wow! So in the, in this, yeah, in the in the last hour, the last minute of the yeah, entire yeah, yeah. event, um, we just snuck a run in across the yeah, plate nice. with a big sliding hand. Um, but that was pretty special because they yeah, were they course. were pretty. They were that good. good. And Very we only dominant. lost. We, it was a five-one score, which is. Yeah. Did you did you think going into the game that you were a chance? Yeah, I was actually asked this mm. in a recent podcast, and I said, "Well, yeah, because you don't go into a game not thinking you're not." you don't have a chance and I've always said that that anything can happen on a softball diamond and it yep. does at times which is scary but yeah I was always hopeful um they were fairly dominant and and hard to yeah. come across but um yeah it was nice to score the one run I guess what are the chances <laughs> in uh, Tokyo 2020 well I think that Obviously, you can see a couple of bronzes and a silver there. There's obviously a colour missing. And yep. um, with <laughs> the way the world softball's gone over the last 12 years, I think that it's become a lot closer. Okay. Um, teams, there's only six teams in this next Olympics, whereas the past has always been an eight-team competition. Um, so I think just to get there uh, was, a, was a really big um, feat for us and something that we can draw on. We had a really good tournament at the, uh, the uh, Oceana, Asia Oceana Qualifier Okay. Um, at the end of September, which, you know, that was – we were never guaranteed that spot. We had to earn it. So, um, yeah, I think just world softball across the board at the moment is is quite even, if I could say that. Um, so I think I, I was asked who's going to win what medal and I said, I don't know, it could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Do many of the um, the Australian team – that are that will be that will be playing next year. Do they play in Australia, or are they mostly in Japan, or a little bit in America? Are they all around the world? Yeah, no. There's just three of us that play in Japan professionally, okay. um, and then most, well, I think, all of the other girls all hold down full time jobs and train outside right. of that. Yeah, so that's a bit. That's a it's a tough thing for them to do. So that's a, another level of respect I have for them that they. Get up at five thirty, go to the gym, yep. go to go to work all day, and come home and train. So yeah, I was going to say, just listening yeah. to that, I was thinking that's that's so inspirational. <laughs> you know, you could get that story across to to Australia. I think that 
um, you know, that story is not told enough, is it? No, not at all. Well, you guys still, at the moment, it's been happening oh, for a little bit, but they, they pay. You still have a levy. What well, I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, we still have player levies. To player levies. To, to, to play for Australia. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. No way. And in this yeah. day and age. And yeah. that's obviously it because is. our funding was cut post-Beijing. Um, yeah. yeah, so we've struggled for a long time, but that's where the love of the game comes in, I guess. And it's one of those things that if they, I suppose if you got the funding, you probably have, the team would be a better chance of performing and a better chance of performing you'd have more followership. It's pretty simple, That's how isn't it, it works. <laughs> That's how it but works. It starts with the funding, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah well, it starts of. I guess it, it does, if you've got the love of the game, yeah. so you're not spoiled, you don't expect anything, and then you get the funding, I think that you're much more appreciative of that and yeah, respect yeah. the funding. Yeah. You know, you hold on to it pretty tight yeah, yeah. and you try to perform for the funding. For the, yeah, yeah so to keep doing what, yeah. to keep making your dream real. Yeah. 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 This creates opportunities. Ladies, thank you so much. Stacey Porter, um, we'll be keeping an eye out for you in uh, Tokyo 2020. Thank Noah you. Roach, thank you so much. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure doing a podcast with both you lovely ladies. Thanks for bringing the medals in. No worries. Yay. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Josh. Bye-bye. Thanks for the chat. Thanks for listening to Click. If you want to keep up to date, make sure to subscribe or sign up for our mailing list at clickpodcast.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, fresh pod every Friday, blog post fortnightly, video content weekly.